0: that smile. bye you stream do you go to linkedin live too Good afternoon. Good day, everyone. James Six here from Hicks New Media. Welcome to another episode of H&M Live, where we talk to technologists, where we talk to entrepreneurs, where we talk to people, quite frankly, making a difference. Uh, today is a special day. Uh, I am thrilled to be reunited with this this individual. It's been way too long since we had the opportunity to chop it up, so I'm not going to delay too much longer. But uh, Mariana... Carvalho uh, has made a significant impact on the world. I'm gonna actually say that on the world in her relatively short period of time here. Uh, she made a mid-career shift from the communications field and pivoted over into technology. She left Brazil, you know, embarking on the next chapter of her life. She she came to the U.S. to study and received a master's in computer science degree from Jackson State University. Shouts out to the HBCU in, in, in Mississippi. And now she's a systems engineer at Dell Technologies. Mariana is also the co-founder of Brazilians in Tech, which is an organization designed to support develop and connect brazilian women in the field of technology through mentoring and identifying scholarship opportunities we're going to talk a little bit about her her story why she does what she does and if you have any questions for this dynamic young lady please bring them to the comment section that being said ladies and gentlemen mariana how you doing
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for inviting me to be here.
0: Definitely. I'm super
1: excited.
0: This is pretty cool. And, you know, last time we, we hung out, we were caught up in a, you know in some nor'easters in Boston, um, yeah. and we were snowed in. They shut down the city. They practically shut down the state. Who knows? And we, <laughs> we, we, we were studying, learning all about the Dell Technologies portfolio. And now look at you. Doing big things. Well, you were always oh, doing. You were, you were always doing big things. Let me let me not even mess around, right? That's really that's good stuff. T- talk to the people. I gave kind of a quick overview, high level, but it's always better coming straight from the person. Give the folks a little bit of background of who Mariana is.
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah. So yes, I came to the state back in 2016. I did a career shift, right? I, I was just presenting to a university in Brazil this morning, virtually, of course. And um, I, I always like presenting in Portuguese as well. Just Of course, it's my mother language, but um, it's a way that I find to show to some young, not only women and girls, right, but show them my path and the, the, the journey that I took. I graduated from marketing Brazil back in 2013. So it's been I, first time when I went to college. It was 2010. It was 11 years now of studying and uh, working because I worked since I started my my undergrad and um, did my MBA also in Brazil in competitive intelligence. That was also an area when I was when I was already in marketing. I Always loved technology, but I never knew how to program, to code. I never knew how was the background of an application or or a software. And at the time, I thought the only way one could get into technology was through a master's degree or a formal diploma, right? We know that's not true. We know that many young kids right now, 16 years old, 12 years old, they know how to code much better than I do. Uh, but uh, going into a grad school in the US, and, and then in 2016, I, I got a scholarship to attend Jackson State University. It is a HBCU university in Mississippi. I Every time that I'm also talking with students from HBCUs, I'm very, very passionate about just because it is a different environment. It's a very inclusive inclusive environment. And I had almost two years in Mississippi doing the master's. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. And I live in Mississippi. And then when I got the job offer to come to Boston to start at Dell, I work today at Dell. It's been almost four years working as a pre-sales Uh, systems engineer for some enterprise customers here in Boston. Um, I found that pre-sales was the career that I could merge technical business and people, everything that I love about technology in a single place. That's why I think so fascinating being a pre-sales consultant. I really, really like what I do. And then back in 2017, when I was finishing my master's, I went to Grace Hopper celebration. And that's funny because this week is happening Grace Hopper celebration. Okay. And Grace Hopper Celebration is the largest conference for women in technology. And I'll never forget when I was interviewing, I did an interview for Dell during the conference, the first day of the conference. And I was interviewed by two former directors. They're not that they're not at Dell anymore and um i was doing the interview and they told me mariana do you what they offered me the job right in the (laughs) call. i
0: love it
1: and i was like oh my gosh of course i want to right i already had another job offer from fedex because i i was interned there and i was like of course i wanted to work in a core technology company so um, it was the best decision today as well um and then um I moved from Mississippi to Massachusetts, so I feel that was a big contrast of also the living right. of in the in the states, right? Two right? so different scenarios. So
0: that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. So again, you know, shouts out to the HBCU, and you know, now talk to me a little bit about your choice. Did you did you choose when, when you were looking to come to the states to study? Was was Jackson mm-hmm. State? Something specifically, was an HBCU something specifically that you were targeting or looking at, or did you just apply to a number of schools? And, and how did you land, like I say, in, in Mississippi?
1: It wasn't my, 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 my first choice. Mm-hmm. And also, when I came to the States, I, I came to visit my ex boyfriend at the time, and I went to the university, and I met the chair of the department of this specific university twice. I came here in the Thanksgiving time of 2015, and then he showed me the lab. He showed me all the cool stuff that they were doing in the computer science lab. And then he he asked me, Mariana, would you come to the US to do a master's in computer science? I was like, Hell no! I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, finishing, I'm finishing my MBA. I don't like, I cannot just move right. And then I came to the States again for a spring break in 2016. It was be, I think it was before spring break, and then I came again, something like this. And then he offered me a scholarship. He told me, Mariana, if I if I give you a scholarship, I don't have any other woman in my lab. <laughs> and then was the James was the first time that I that I I, I it was right there that I see, that I saw the lack of representation in technology mm. because he was explaining to me very briefly, right? In Brazil, I was just another regular woman. I'm considered a white woman in Brazil working marketing, right? Mm. And then when I came to the States and then he offered me the scholarship and I was like, oh, yes, I want a scholarship to do computer science, a master's degree in uh, American University. Of course, I'm a girl from Brazil, from the countryside, what else can I ask right, for, right? right. And uh, when I first started the program, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I am not a white woman. I am a woman of color mm-hmm. attending an HBCU. I am Latina, and I start and I have an accent." And then I was like, "Okay." I am out of my comfort zone totally.
0: <laughs> Threw right in the middle of the fire. I love it.
1: Yes, in Mississippi. Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. We can. Yeah. Right on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was enlightening. Enlightening. Yes. It was very. Yeah. It was. I, I realized. I realized a lot of my privileges that I had in Brazil. It was interesting to make this to to make this move.
0: But you know what? I, what I think is so cool about that and about your story is that you now have a different aspect of your story to tell, and you're you're definitely you were relatable already, but now you're even more relatable because of the fact that you know where you went to school, who you learned with, the circumstances. Again, just just reemphasizing Mississippi, just you know that's a little different dynamic there as opposed to something like a Boston or something like a California where I am. But just but you living, working. Learning through all of that just makes you more of a, you know, I, I think a well-rounded, well-representative uh, person for the activities that you're doing, not just at Dell. I mean, you're doing some phenomenal stuff at Dell, but I, I think also with the Brazilians in Tech initiative that, that you have. Just when you jump on stage, you, you come with some authority for sure because yeah. you've lived it and you've, you've done it. That's just from my perspective for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I wish my mentor was watching me. I don't know if he is, but my mentor was the chair of the department that offered me the job, offered me the scholarship, because right when I finished my master's degree, he gave me the book, uh, Hidden Figures, that tells Mm -hmm. the story of the Mm -hmm. three women from NASA. And uh, he wrote on on a card for me, he was saying, one day, and there's a saying, there's a phrase, right? But it's one day you will stand up in the shoulders of giants, and then he said, don't make make sure, don't for, never forget this, and make sure that you're also gonna be the shoulders for someone that is coming um, after you, right? Like that is coming the next generation, and that's something that I always think when I'm doing anything in my career, or in my personal life, or in my academic life. I know that I'm opening paths for women that are also building this, not the same path as I build, right? But women that are also making their way into the technology or building their career in technology, spe- specifically in technology. But that phrase resonated so much because every time that I put my efforts on, I was just telling you that I have an event tomorrow, mm-hmm. true Dell, mm-hmm. yeah, that is related to HBCU, empowering new, new generation for pre sales. Why? Because I didn't have so much support. I have support from very specific people in my community. So every time I think what, what I can be doing right now that is gonna be helping others, right? And how I found the way to do that was through Brazilians in Tech. And Brazilians in Tech is really, I founded with two other friends of mine. We met at Grace Hopper Celebration two years ago, so Grace Hopper Celebration has a special place in my heart because since 2017 was everything that we that we started creating. I was a scholar, then I got a, um, a award, and then the next year I was I went to Grace Hopper to hire through uh, for Dell, and then the next year I was also a scholar, and I met Anna and Carol that you can see on the screen. And then we created Brazilians in Tech because we we've realized that we had so many opportunities and me being in the States, I in the States, we see a lot of those opportunities, right? For being a Mm, woman and a Latina woman. But in Brazil, those opportunities, they don't reach sometimes some very remote areas in my country. So Brazilians in Tech was really the way that we found it to like, okay, yes, we had a lot of opportunities, but why not more? Why we don't see more Brazilians in that conference? Why we don't see more Brazilian uh, Brazilian women attending different universities in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Why they don't have? Why they don't have access to opportunities? So the main goal of Brazilians in Tech is to have in a single page, in a single point of of contact you can have all the information needed if you want to start up your career in technology so if i'm a, if i'm a girl starting or if i'm a senior executive i'm going to be able to connect with other people if you click on the day page i don't know if it's live on the day there you can see a lot of women in Brazil, they register themselves to be part of the community. And you are going to see more than 160 women there that are from different stages in their careers. They are junior, they are managers, they are directors. We have a very big range of women working technology. So if companies want to they want to hire women in technology and they say i don't know where they are uh uh-uh, uh you know where they're <laughs> there they're, they're, you they're are right just here not, well you are just not getting to the right places right the women they are there and they're ready to be hired see
0: so, that's 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 pretty pretty cool right so I mean, let's let's back up on that a little bit so yeah. you're you're reaching out you're going to the universities you're you're talking to these women who are studying i i, I love the shirt here women who code i mean that that's all amazing stuff. But they self-register on the Brazilians in Tech, they site, and you are also going out and talking to the Fortune 500, the organizations, the companies who are looking for engineers and telling them, here is the LinkedIn for Brazilian women in technology. This is the cream of the crop for the most part, that, that you need to be looking to the if you want to have that diversity and that inclusion, that conversation in, in your organization and it, more than just checking the box, but you want to find some quality candidates. Here is where they are. We're curating this list, and uh, this is this is where you should start your that search. That's that's pretty that's pretty cool to to have this out there.
1: And yeah, thank you. Yeah, and uh, we try to do one event per month with our community. Back into back in June, we celebrated one year anniversary of official launch of Brazilians in Tech. And uh, we had a company sponsoring our happy hour. It was amazing. It was amazing because the company was advertising and promoting their their job positions that they were growing in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And now we have another workshop on in October to celebrate Teachers Day. We have the Teachers Day. I don't know if it's a global holiday, but in Brazil, on the 15th of October, we celebrate. Teachers' Day that is a very big thing in the country. We are hosting a workshop with Google with sixty women professors oh, wow. from high school, elementary school. So what we want to do, James, with Brazilians in tech, is look at the whole, the whole, the, the whole persona. Right? We want to look at teachers, professors. Companies that are hiring. We want to look at the woman that is starting their careers. We want to look at women that are already not ending their careers, but because they're always they're always evolving. We want to look at every woman in every stage of their journey in technology, because I had and the concept of mentorship in Brazil is not very established. In the U.S., when I started, right, I was like, I need to find mentors, and I knew that I need to find mentors. Right. Today, I, I had, I, I, can count the mentors that I have, and I know if I have a career concern issue, you know, like if I'm feeling down, upset, I know right people right. I can reach out to, and uh, having mentors is so important. True. And in Brazil, it's not a established concept. I. I have a page on Instagram that I share that with girls specifically in Portuguese in Brazil. And I tell them some people, they don't give enough attention of the power of having mentors and sponsors. And they ask me, Mariana, how do I connect with people? And for me, it's so simple. It seems so simple because I've been doing that for a period of time now. But for them, it's like, oh, but I, I don't want to like I don't want to bother I'm like no. There are some people out there that they really want to help the next generation. That they really want to help other people like other person like yourself to be part of their their companies or their mm-hmm. projects or their startups, right? So it's very very important to create this community.
0: I love. It. Let me ask you this because you, the concepts and the the, the ideas that you're, you're you're speaking of for someone at such a Relatively young age, I, I'll say it right. It's, I mean, where did that drive come from, right? Where where is that that need to be of service, right? That that need to be the mentor to help bring others along with you, right? You're you're walking towards, um, you're walking down the path of of success and things of that nature, and what in you, was it a family upbringing? Was it just an experience that you had that, that, that said, you know what, I can't do this alone, and I know I can't do this alone, so let me bring my fellow sisters with me on, on this journey so they can be successful? Where, where did that come from?
1: Uh, I think it was family. Mm. Um, my mom taught me very, very young that what is the purpose of us living if we are not helping each other or if I'm not leaving the world a better place than uh, when I was born, right? So yeah. what's the point? And um, throughout, I think I always had, my, my parents are, are divorced, right? And uh, throughout my academic life, I always had scholarships. I always, I have, I had a lot of privileges, right? But I always knew, James, since I was very, very young, that you need to really fight for what you want to achieve and you really need to to stand up for yourself too. And um, I think I'm just like uh, um, like this, now, emotional, right? Because it brings me, it brings a lot of memories when I started and, and seeing where I was when I was, 15, 16, I went to college, I left my mom's house when I was 17 years old, so I was very, very young okay. when I went to college, and then uh, five years in the in the capital of, uh, of the state, that is Sao Paulo, the largest country, the largest city in Brazil, and then moving to another place, and then moving to America, I'm 29 now, so I think it takes... A lot, it takes a village to create what we are Say creating. It.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You, I love that. Yeah. Yes.
1: And um, I think, and I saw that I had so many opportunities, but it was never enough. I was always pursuing something else. And for me, looking at other people and saying, oh my gosh, I can do that. So you also can do that. How can mm-hmm. I help you achieve, right? So access of opportunities, I think is the key for everything. And knowing that I only had those opportunities because I got scholarships and uh, having so many well-off people around me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and me and knowing that I was able to pass those cir- circumstances, I was like, wow, other people that, uh, that have less opportunity than I do, they also can overcome so especially
0: especially, and sharing that with folks who Mm -hmm. because again those opportunities are out there right the 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 websites the pamphlets the applications they're out there people are Mm -hmm. people organizations firms are waiting really to give these scholarships and this funding to Mm -hmm. people that just apply for them and and i think you're you're filling that gap as well by providing the service providing brazilians Mm -hmm. in tech where again you're you're curating quality people saying Look at me I'm ready. I've got the skills, I've got the credentials, I've got the education now you x y and z organization come look at these these people and bring them into your workforce, and you will be much better forward as as a, as an organization so so again, kudos to you on that um let me let me ask you an interesting question so we all we all know the world uh stopped for for about fifteen months.
1: Uh-huh, I right. know.
0: quite quite frankly stopped and you know how has that affected your activities right your 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 outreach some of your events or because again obviously you weren't able to go and, and engage and interact in person but ha- has that been a, a detriment or have you just gone completely virtual with all of your activities and things of like that
1: um both right so it i think it affected me because you you know, we are in sales. We're always interacting with yeah, people. I yeah. think it means that part so much. And uh, in 2019, 2016, I used it to go to all the colleges here in Massachusetts, right, to present on behalf of Dell. So two things, right? One, through Dell, I think we went completely remotely. We are doing, still doing events right. virtually. Very few, I think the last time that I was in university was before the pandemic. I don't remember going now. But for Brazilians in Tech specifically, we created Brazilians in Tech in 2019, but we officially launched it in May 2020. Okay. So, we we were like Brazilians in Tech was born in the middle of the pandemic. So everything that we've been doing is remotely. We don't know any other way of doing that. So it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I, we were presenting Brazilians in Tech to our organization, to a big, large company in Brazil. And they were like, how, what, which one was the struggles that you had transitioned to in person to remote? And we answered, we never had any struggle. Wow. And she was, how can you engage more than 50 women in a virtual event because it was very restricted, right? It was an exclusive event. It wasn't open. We are like, we don't know. We just did it because <laughs> it was the only way. It you was you don't know
0: only- other way except to win. So there it is, right?
1: We're we were like, we need to engage them. So we are engaging. So we put all our efforts in communicating, over communicating, mm-hmm. social media, one-to-one, we we didn't know any other way. I think that's the answer. That's
0: hey, you know what that going in blind and and still being successful. Uh, <laughs> not, there's nothing wrong with that at at all. Um, yeah. What are you doing now though? Right. So so again, we're start. I think we're starting to get to a point. So I, I guess I would ask, what? What's next on on the roadmap or what's, you know, are you planning to to branch out and do something different with Brazilians in Tech? I I know, again, you officially are are only a year old, but and I'm already asking you, what's what's the the next thing that you're going to do? But as entrepreneurs and as a co-founder, I'm I'm sure you're thinking of that right now, that that short, long term strategy. What's the next bit of impact that you're looking to to bring about with your organization?
1: So back in November 2020, we were just three, me and two, my two co-founders. We onboarded uh, five volunteers in January. Now we are a team of 13 girls, right? 10 volunteers and three co-founders. So our team is growing. Our future, James, is Every day we think about it, right? Today, we are a non-profit in Brazil. We are established as a noprofit. profit I really want to register Brazilians in Tech here in the U.S. That's our another next step, next milestone that I want to do next year, for sure. Uh, because also we can engage with other organizations that are outside of Brazil. We are. We want to establish our webs. We are developing the website, the database, and everything else to have a more solid and robust website with more functionalities. Our website is the platform that is going to integrate everything. So it's definitely our focus. We are going to have another another hiring uh, hiring process by December. We are going to be onboarding more volunteers as well. We wish in the future we could we can pay them right to be part of the organization. Uh, we are still not there. We are looking for partnerships right now. Right, we we've done partnerships with LinkedIn, with Google, with Van with VMware. We still haven't done a partnership with Dell yet. Right, I, I try to be very careful to not be biased to the company that I work for. So we engage everyone. Uh, and I know somebody
0: there. I'll get. I'll give him a call. I know somebody
1: there. Perfect. <laughs> okay,
0: let
1: me so, but uh, we try to do the, the outreach for us. I every Friday morning because I am. I think one or two. I'm one hour earlier than in Brazil, right? and we're just talk, talking about it, right? So, I feel that at my corporate job, nine to five, I can be myself, yeah. and I know everything that I do outside Dell that is all related to technology and empowering women in technology. My leaders are very supportive. So on Fridays mornings, that is actually my 7 a.m. I have usually meetings with partners and organizations in Brazil. So I I reserve a 7 a.m. Friday mornings to talk with those organizations, 7 to 8.30. So I can build the relationship from Brazilians in tech with those organizations. So, It's a uh, never-ending journey, you know that, right? You also, you also, entrepreneur and have the entrepreneur mindset. So every time that we are talking or thinking about something, brainstorming a new project or a new event that we can uh, that we can provide to our community, it's always something very uh, fulfilling for me. And Focus 2022. Oh my gosh, 2022.
0: 2022. That did not even sound right really? when you say it. Oh my gosh, it's already. Yes, closed. It <laughs>
1: Growing the team for sure, and uh, we want to add some special functionalities on the website. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, are you looking? Where, where are you looking at bringing those resources from? Because you know, it'd be an interesting avenue, right, to utilize folks that are on your list. To, to help do the coding, help do the web design and things of that, but are you crowdsourcing or you know, looking for external entities and other folks? Yes. I, I would like to help build some websites. That, that's, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get in with the Brazilians and tech is, oh. is all I'm saying, you know. Can can your boy get involved with uh, with some site design for you, you know, some podcasting? No, I, I, we'll talk
1: about that Oh, podcasting something in the, the timeline. Yes, of course, and I appreciate that. We, are, we already have this uh, being built to buy some girls that are, excuse me, that are part of our Love community. It.
0: Love
1: it. Uh, because we are, since the beginning, we have organizations that that shares that share the same value as we Brazilians in tech. So our legal, our financial is all is all handled by organizations. They are doing that for free for us. They are part of our community. The website is being developed right now by us. All the content that we post on the blog, it's all us writing. And also other women in the community, they are they are either writing technical and non-technical content. We don't have a podcast yet. That's something that we always say because we want to create more content around that space. Um, but the website is is uh progressing that way with other other women in the community so yeah we are we try to leverage as much as we can of people that Mm -hmm. wants to help but imagine imagine i i have my full-time job the anna is a master's student carol is a phd student so it's tough to manage a a team of 10 people so we were like, OK, we want to grow, but we need to know how we are growing. Yes, yeah.
0: Hold uh, on. Look, I'm not going to let you just just gloss over that, because, look, we got some some winners here at uh, no, uh, Tech. We, we, no, we, like perfect. you said, we got master students here, uh, master and Ph.D., you know, James, masters. Is
1: super smart. It, this is no they joke here,
0: folks. Smart. Y'all y'all better record, y'all better go out there and Google uh Brazilians and technology in, in tech, cause they 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 got it going on. I love that. I
1: need to give a shout, a shout out to them. So Anna won um a Grace Hopper um if uh on the in 2019 we went to Grace Hopper, she won an award from Anita Borg from I think three hundred girls that applied to that contest it was a paper submission in hpc high performance computing she was competing against yeah. a lady from uc berkeley and um, carnegie Mellon, and she won the prize with her project <laughs> she's she was building a cluster in brazil in a in a lab james that yeah. didn't have an ac she was, I was like, wow. Ana, you deserved because you did so much with so little. She was like, Yes, I know, right? <laughs> That's why you won. I told her. And Carol got an award also from Anita Borg last year for Brazilians in Tech. She applied with Brazilians in Tech. So it's just like, I have the best team ever. And if you go, if you see everything that they build outside of Brazilians in Tech, it's very relevant to the community of computing. It's not just about diversity and inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. We are in technology because we like technology because we are technologists, right? That's, that's a joke that we always say, don't invite me just to talk on your diversity and inclusion panels. Invite me to talk about my career, my story, and talk about tech and that's what we do. So it's, and the volunteers, too, I know that you showed just them, right? But if you go on the volunteers, we have a master's, we have a PhD. Yeah, it's no we joke. Bio, we have bioinformatics. We have, like, everything you need.
0: Yeah, it, it's <laughs> no joke. You, you definitely got mm-hmm. the, the A-team here for sure. Let me, yeah. let, me, let me pivot a little bit and, and ask about from an entrepreneur perspective, right? Um, mm-hmm. And if you've got... One, two, three, maybe just, just best practices for folks who you know, want to do something as well, you know, right? Want to do, like my old boss said, put their own dent in the universe, right? W- want to start up an organization or start up a firm, start up an agency. Give kind of your 50,000 foot view perspective of what to do early. Not necessarily what to do first, but, you know, what, what to do early before starting something similar to a Brazilians in Tech.
1: When I look back, I think, wow, I should have started Brazilians in Tech earlier.
0: Wow. Right? Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I think I it took too long to actually be have the courage to say, okay, let's do it. So I, I bet there's a lot of people out there saying, mm, I don't know if it's good enough. Mm, I don't know if it, this is going to work. Try it out. You would never know. We've made so many b- mistakes with Brazilians in Tech in the beginning. Oh, we need to adjust this, or we need to reach out to this person. or No, just do it. Try and try and try. I think sometimes it sounds cliche, right, the iterations. But mm-hmm. it, that's true. You just need to be failing so you can start over, start over, and then one day you're going to get it right. I think one, I should have we should have started earlier or just put launch Brazilians in Tech earlier. I would say... There was actually a girl that reached out to me last week saying, oh, I want to start a community here in my in my in my state in Brazil that is very small, is a small city. And she was like, no one is engaging, no one is saying anything. And I told her, just do it, just open, open a group, uh, create something on even Instagram or YouTube, just start and uh, make sure that you find the right partners with you and people that share the same value as you as you have. Because those co-founders or those people that are around you, it's going to be so important yeah. to share the vision of the company. Myself, Ana, and Carol, I think, James, every week, yes, we talk about different things, administrative things that we have at, the, at, at, at Brazilians in Tech, but... The main topic topic of our conversation is where Brazilians and Tech is going. What is our vision? Are okay. we still aligned with our vision? So making sure that you always that you are always aligned with your co-founders about the vision and mission of the organization is very, very important. I have my strengths, Ana has her strengths, Carol has her strengths. And I think that's what makes the beauty of our team because you need to have this diversity in skills yes, to make I, it work I agree that's with
0: that. very very good. you can you mm-hmm. can't have the same person in all three seats no. right just just no. n- nodding their head right you definitely got to, you've got to have some of that contention and some of that criticism some of that constructive For conversation and sure. i, mean, I think i think you only can grow that way it's it, and it's almost like you were saying uh of to get out of your own way folks <laughs> right right yes. if you, if you got the idea just There's do a, it. Just just mm-hmm. do it. Right. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be doubters. There's always going to be someone, something to say you're not ready. Not now, maybe later. But mm-hmm. then you regret it. I, I mean, again, just to to your statement right there, you, you, you wish you had started it a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. it, it was just kind of in our own way kind of kind of thing. That's that's a good, good piece of information and, and advice for folks. That
1: was- it was enough. It wasn't the right time. I think it w- it had to be launched when it was launched. Yeah. So we don't regret. I think that's how we learn. Right. So
0: I agree. I agree. All right. All right. Let me let me ask you a technology. I'm not going to ask you to pull out a whiteboard and, and do a, <laughs> and do a configuration <laughs> for me. Or anything. I, I, I've got mine. I've got I've got mine over here. So we, we, we could do that if we, if we wanted to. But no, uh, from a technology perspective, where do you see uh, from an enterprise perspective? Technology perspective, not so not consumer technology perspective. Where where do you see we're going, and and we being kind of a global economy. And so, I'll, I'll leave that open. You can talk cyber recovery, cybersecurity. You, you can talk cloud computing, um, uh, autonomy from a robotics perspective. Where where do you see the next evolution from a technology perspective in the enterprise field?
1: Oh wow. Yeah, there's so many well, I, hit you, I hit
0: you with one there, didn't I? just now? Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, we can talk cloud, we can talk data, we can talk AI. AI is my passion. I think it's just how we can use data to create the future and mm-hmm. how we can use technology to work for us in the future, right? I think it's going to open up space for us as humans being more creative in some other ways as we leave technology to do the work for us. And then we can talk about automation. But I think processing, analyzing, and um, processing, analyzing and getting insights from data and securing the data as much Mm -hmm. as we can. Not securing like security, just in a sense of protecting the data, but privacy,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And
1: I think we've been discussing that all the countries is more a diplomatic thing, diplomatic uh, discussion and topic. But I think our data and our information is so exposed today. And uh, how we are using that data. And what I'm trying to get from here is how we are using the data for the the greater good and not using the data to hurt society. So when you see documentaries like Coded Bias, have you you watched Mm -hmm. Coded Bias Mm -hmm. on Netflix? Mm -hmm. Yes. The lady from MIT. So how you're using technology to empower people and not using technology to put people in a marginal state in underrepresent, underrepresented communities, right? In marginalized places. I think privacy and uh, how we are going to be using data is going to be critical in how companies are. I, I say that because that's something that we struggle at Not that we struggle with Brazilians in Tech, but every time that we are thinking about the type of data we are getting from the community, and that's something that we're going to be doing more and more, in our website, we need to be very, very careful.
0: Mm.
1: So today, companies, they have access to a huge amount of data and they can cross data and then can get analyzing and then they can get information and they know everything about us. And that's very dangerous, right? For for many, many use cases that we can think about. I think companies are getting more concerned about it. The problem is there are not many companies or institutions out there doing the compliance of that.
0: Wow. Good good point. Yep.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's easy when you have when you have just paper, when you have just real hardware information or piece of things. Right. When the data is online, who owns the data? So I think the data management and how we are how we as companies, we are being compliant to ethics and moral, morality, right? It's it's something that is probably going to be on the 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 out the lookout the outlook of companies in the future. So
0: okay, now let me ask you similar question from the consumer side. And the reason I bring this up, we again we work at the same company. We we have the same kind of outlook and do the same thing from a day to day perspective. For the longest time, I've had a problem. I don't I don't know if I call it a problem, but I I I take to heart our involvement with the attention span, the um mm-hmm. the the utilization of social networking and social media, right? Every single day I'm pushing to companies to buy my servers, my storage, my networking components, and I'm and I know what mm-hmm. The attention span is of our youth, two to three minutes. So every time I push a box and I sell it to to a Google or to Facebook or to Microsoft or whomever. So, so mm-hmm. talking about a Netflix show, talking about the social dilemma, right? I'm sure you saw the social dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know behind the scenes of what this stuff does to people. And I I really do internalize and I, I've, I've had a, a constant battle with myself saying that I'm helping proliferate these activities. I, I can't get that out of my head. What, what are your thoughts about, again, okay. <laughs> what it is that we do, right, and and how we're contributing to... I don't want to say. I don't want to call it the dumbing down of society, that, because that's not right.
1: I know what you're. Saying. But but, but
0: you, you kind of know where, where I'm going with that. I, I really I take to heart my responsibility. Let me let me let me put it that way. My responsibility to society for what it is that I'm that I'm doing. I'm helping build those networks at Apple. I'm putting all those servers in Facebook, and instead of having engaging conversations with individuals, we spend all of our time looking at Snapchat, Instagram. Well, okay, I'm a, I'm a stop now, but. I know. (laughs) And
1: um, how I do that? Well, I have bills to pay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm kidding. So I I, I totally understand. I agree with you, right? We are part... Uh, if we're not helping, we're part of the problem. Man, we're
0: part so, of the machine, huh?
1: Yeah. Yes, we are. We are the engines too, right? So I think with Brazilians in tech, I can ease <laughs> what I do, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm also helping that way. Yeah. But no, jokes aside, I think some of my customers, and that's something that I that I try to put a purpose behind what I do. A few of my customers that I have here in New England, they they are healthcare. They are doing. They are creating the future for the gener- generations to come and i know it's not just selling servers right i know at the end of the day they want to they want to know how much of memory and processor i'm going to put on the server so they can run their workloads okay that's that's what's on the on the paper right is on the quote but every time that i have a real conversation with a customer and i understand why they're analyzing that piece of scanning that their machine is getting Mm, out of, mm. um, I don't know, uh, x-ray. You know, like every time that I understand why they're doing what they're doing and I see that is how Michael Dell says that's driving human progress. I'm like, okay, I'm doing my job the best way I can. And if I'm helping to build... That huge network infrastructure of servers that are, I'm also part of the big engine yeah. on technology, right? It's I think is a, also a inside dilemma that we all have because we all love technology, but we at the same time we need to be careful with everything that is being exposed on the on the internet. Yeah. It is a dilemma, right? But if you can find what drives you around that space, and why you are doing what you are doing? I think it's easy to live your life. I don't know if I answer your it, question. This yeah. is a question I think was more like. A, like
0: <laughs> you pretty much said, "Look like, for the fun. look at the common good." As a, 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 that's what I am reading into that. It's okay. Next, yes. All right. All right. Yes. I'll, I'll I'll ask you again next month, though. I'll ask you again that same question next month. Thanks.
1: Okay, do it. Okay,
0: okay. Uh yeah. I tell you what. Two questions, um, and and then, because you're you're East Coast, and I I want to be cognizant of your time, okay. right? Um, it's fine. We're technologists. What's your favorite piece of technology? What is What is it that you oh. that you can't go half a day without?
1: Ah, if I say just my phone, it's going to be Don't say stupid. your phone. Yeah, don't uh,
0: say your yeah, phone. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, because technology is a lot of things, right? Technology is? Yeah. is not... Um, I would say... Okay, you know what? I like something very, very simple. I love reading. Mm. And I love my iPad. I don't use my iPad for anything but books. Okay. So I think having being able to have every, like everything that I want to read here in the single device i don't know i love it i can carry my ipad everywhere i don't need to be carrying books right Mm -hmm. like 20 years ago or 30 years ago how is a lot of knowledge i think knowledge that is here it's not here because i don't use my phone to read books right but my ipad what is yours
0: i love that mine is probably my camera uh, okay. I, I've I've invested a significant chunk of change in in some of these cameras, so it, it better be one of the things that I love. <laughs> but no, probably my camera. And, and I, I'm the same way. So literally yesterday, I took two MacBook Pros back to Apple, traded them in, and I just use mm-hmm. my iPad Pro as my device okay. now. Right? It's no longer yes. just a consumption device. It, it's actually be, besides my my Mac Mini that I use to run the studio here. I just I walk all around with my iPad Pro all the time too. So same same for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so tell folks um how can people follow you and follow your efforts and if they have any questions, how can they how can they get in touch with you?
1: Of course. Braziliansintech.com. in com. Easy, as simple. That's the other thing, right? We James, we created Braziliansintech.com and Brazilians in Tech is named like this. Because we knew that we were gonna take over the word. No, I'm kidding. But we knew that uh, for people that don't speak Portuguese, it would be so easy to just say Brazilians in tech or relate to Brazilians in tech. So you can follow us there. All our social media is there too. My handle on Twitter is hello mari Mar- Mar- word. That is Mari, my my name M A R I. Hello mari word. That is like the first. Yes, that's my page. And I post a lot of things about about Dell, but about Brazilians in Tech, about my life and uh, some activities and initiatives for women and underrepresented groups in technology. And um, on Instagram is also the same thing. Uh, Instagram sla- slash HelloMariWorld or Brazilians in Tech. And um, feel free to reach out to us if you want to engage, if you want to volunteer, if you want to know more. About all of uh, all of our events and sign up to our page. Our content though is ever is all in Portuguese. That's our that. main focus. I
0: love it. Yeah. No, don't don't. Uh, <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now we are doing a campaign. We are show we are showing case. Uh, projects in every state of Brazil. That's why you see all the the flags, right? You see Goiás is a state in Brazil, Mm -hmm. Minas is another state. This content on virtualização, it's virtualization, it was a content that I I wrote. So we invite people from our community to write about uh, different technology concepts. We call the glossary of, uh, of technology for Brazilians in technology for Brazilians in tech. So we are trying to touch all the, the the points of context that we can with our community, right? Technology, tech concepts, non-tech concepts, technical skills, so uh, soft skills, and the whole the whole country. That we know, Brazil is a big is a big place.
0: I love it. I mean, and I'm not going to say you're, you're not trying. You're you're doing it. You are uh, definitely <laughs> doing it. I, I you're trying I, I, ever since I found out that you were part part of this organization and you started this organization. I've been, I've been following behind the scenes, you know, I've been, I've been stalking you a little bit, but you know, you know, okay, okay. I, I got to get Mariana on to, to talk about this because this, this matters, right? We, we, we start putting everything in the context of, of what we're doing and we get, bogged down with the stories of the day, and some of them don't matter, but some that do matter need to be highlighted and need to be talked about so i'm I'm definitely want to say i'm i'm humbled I'm honored and thankful that you were able to come on tonight. Talk a little bit about what you're doing, keep doing you, keep doing your thing um I'll chat with you on on Teams within the organization, and and just to make sure that you're you're staying out of trouble. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, I'll get back out there to to the Boston area, and we and we can hang out. Mariana, thank you Me very too. much.
1: Thank you, James. Thank you for the the invite. I loved sharing everything with you. Be Thanks. good.
0: Appreciate you now.
1: Bye bye.